Because you're going to go through stuff. But once you go through stuff, you have a Savior. You have someone who conquered hell, death, and the grave on your side. Nothing is impossible with Jesus. So whatever, for the rest of this day and all the rest of this week, till the next time we gather together, whatever you're going through in your life, let God put you by the brook. Let God feed you with the ravens. Let God send you to a widow woman with only enough food to eat one meal and die. And watch God move in your life. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. But what I'm saying is, when, when you work for the Lord, you don't get tired. Your body gets tired, and you get to the place where you do have to lay down, or you're going to fall down, and then you get back up, and you keep going forward. And that, that leads me to what I want to talk about today, is just walking by faith. You have to walk, you have to live by faith. It says the just shall live by faith. But we've got to exercise our faith. Every day. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews. You know, I'm going to start out with the, the cliche quote to say regular faith scripture, but I'm going to go somewhere. But Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, and then Hebrews 11, 6. And I think that in, uh, in Espanol it would be uh, Hebreos, right? El libro de Hebreos, capítulo 11, versículo 1 a la 3, y... Uno, I mean, y seis. En gringo, el mucho cansado, por favor. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Hebrews 11, 6. And you stand when you have it. For the first readings of the word, we, we stand in reverence of his holy word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the word of the Lord reads, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now skip to verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them. Let's read verse 6 aloud and with strength. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. Now, you know, we always talk about faith, but you know, there's a, not, there's a direct opposite, diametrically opposed to faith, and it's a four-letter word called fear. A lot of us live more in fear than we do in faith, and we still want to say we're living in faith. 
We have to be people that no matter what's going on in our life, we believe what we believe about God in that situation. Like when we prayed for Emma, we didn't come up here and just hope she got her sight back. We laid hands on her, and we commanded blindness to go, and she does not have to use, look, where, where's it at? Where did, look, look, look. Emma no longer needs this. Emma no longer needs this. Because of prayers of faith and those who believed, she got healed. Because Jesus can do what Jesus says he can do. Now, we could have just went, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, please. No, we sat here. We knew. We stood on the word. We knew it was going to happen. And when you watch the video, it was like the atmosphere of heaven. I remember even hearing even hearing Minister Lopez, and I, I laugh every time I hear him say, it's a party up in here. Because <laughs> we were having a party in the Holy Ghost. No one wanted to leave. The atmosphere was ripe for miracles. Because remember, the atmosphere of expectancy is a breeding ground for your miracle. If you can expect it, it'll happen. But if you start out not expecting it, don't wait for it. It's not coming. You got you to gotta believe it. You got to start out and believe it. You got to believe. First off, in verse 6, it says that he is, believe that he is. You got to believe that he is I am that says I am. You got to believe that he is. He is the one that spoke the universe into existence. He is the one that told, gave Adam the responsibility to name every animal. He is the one that kicked Satan out of heaven. I'll get some amens on that one, right? Boom, I saw Satan fall like lightning. But you got to believe it. You got to start out believing it. Then you got to start walking it. Through thick, through thin through sickness, through disease. You got to believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. A lot of times us Christians, we get, we get jealous of those that we see being blessed. That's because you're not, they're diligently seeking. He rewards those that diligently seek. Remember, remember I said last week, you know, some of us are part-time Christians who want full-time benefits. You got to be a full-time believer. Not just on Sunday and Wednesday. You got to believe when, you, when your feet get out of the bed, you should put your feet down. And that devil should go, oh, my God, that person's up again. I'm here. Oh, oh, hey, give me some Tylenol because, you know, so-and-so's up. I want him grabbing for the Oxycontin when I wake up. Amen. I'll be like, he knocked me out. But you got to believe that he's a rewarder. But even people now, now don't get discouraged. If you fall a little short sometimes, it's not easy. Sometimes circumstances can be so real. They look, the enemy, and then the circumstances, and the enemy gets out his little artist kit, and he starts painting an image that becomes so vivid and so real, almost like you ever have them dreams sometimes at night where you got to, I've had dreams that were so real, I had to wake up and check the surroundings in the room that I'm in to see whether it was a dream or whether it was real. You got to find one little thing that's different than was in the dream. But the devil's real good at painting fear, doubt, unbelief. Even Elijah, great man of God that Elijah was, 
In 1 Kings 19.9, you find Elijah hiding in a cave. Man of God hiding in a cave. He just gave a word that there was going to be no rain for three years. Jezebel, how many know Jezebel? You know, Jezebel is a spirit. It's an anti-God spirit. Jezebel is going to kill Elijah. So being a great man of God full of faith, Elijah, what's he do? He runs and hides in a cave. But pastor, but he's Elijah. He gave a word of love. Why is he hiding? Because he's still human. See, no matter how full of faith you are, no matter how anointed you are, no matter how many blind people you prayed for and they see, no matter how many cancer patients you prayed for and they're cancer-free, you are still human. You are still going to go through them times where you want to be like Elijah and go hide in the cave. But then God shows up, and he says, Elijah, what are you doing here? I didn't tell you to come here. Go out there and get on the mountain. See, there's a time when you're in the cave, if you're following and listening to God, he'll say, what are you doing here? Get out and get back and be lived by faith. Then you find later on in Scripture, and this I talked about this on Wednesday, you find Elisha living out, actually living out faith. He says in 1 Kings 17.1, now remember, in verse Kings 17.1 is when he gave the word before that about, when he gives this word about no rain for three years. So 1 Kings 17.1 says, Elijah the Tishbite, who was in the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall no dew nor rain for these years, but according to my word. It was after the rain came, after the Mount Carmel, when he hid in the cave. I, I, I was a little, I backed it up, I messed up, I'm sorry. But whom I stand, there was no dew nor rain for these years, but according to my word. And then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass that after a while the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. So now, first off, God tells him to give a word about no rain. He sends him to the brook and says, I'm going to give ravens the command to feed you. That takes a lot of faith to just go park yourself by a brook. I bet if somebody in here would say, hey, man, go park yourself by Ray J. I got some Super Bowl tickets for you. You're going to go sit there and wait for them tickets. Huh? He's like, you got something for me back there, bro? <laughs> so I ran out. My, I gave my last $20,000 away. <laughs> That's what they're charging for tickets. It's crazy for, for a football game. For, to watch a goat. Who wants to pay twenty grand to watch a goat? I, got, I, I could go to a, a petting zoo and see a goat for free. <laughs> but Elijah goes and he sits by the brook. And God commands ravens to bring him food. 
morning and evening, morning and evening. But then this happens. The brook dries up. Why? Because he spoke the word to have no rain. Brooks can't survive without rain. So the brook dries up. Now, a lot of us would be like the Israelites or Hebrews with Moses. Oh, why you brought us out into this wilderness so we could die? Don't you know we had it better off in Egypt? Start complaining. God, why would you send me to a brook that's going to dry up? Well, we probably got even deeper. Why would you give me? Why would you have me give a word that there's going to be no rain and then bring me to a brook where it's going to dry up? But no, Elijah, Elijah doesn't do that. Go to verse eight. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, "Arise and get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there." Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of the sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And she said, and as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Hey, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the curse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake. By Elijah. So now you've got Elijah. He's by a dried up brook. And he's just seen ravens come and bring his food. Uber eats in the morning. Uber eats at night. The brook dries up. Lord of, the word of the Lord comes to him and says, okay, go over here to Zarephath because I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. But then when he gets to the widow woman, to Zarephath, God has sent him to a woman who has no resources. She's got, see, her plans are to have a last supper with her son. Die, because they don't have anything left. Now, a lot of us as believers would be like, man, God, where did you send me? I just came from being provided for a night and day. Now you're going to send me to an old lady who doesn't even seem to know I'm coming and has nothing. How is she going to sustain me with what she got? Her plans are suicide with her and her son. How is she going to take care of me? But no, Elijah doesn't go that route. He speaks the word of the Lord to her and says, do this. Just give me a little bit of what you're going to make. See, and that's what, what God is saying in that message right there is, if you give your first to God, God will take care of the rest. He said, if you just break off, if you just break off a little bit of your morsel for me, 
God says that your house will not run out of, of bread and water. When there's no rain, you will not run out. So now you can see the faith of the old woman kicking in. So she goes and does what the man of God says. And what man of God said comes to pass. It says they ate for many days. And it didn't run out until the rain came. You see, in our walks, in our life, we've got to be people that believe God 24-7, 365 days a week, a year. Seven days a week. Morning to evening. When the sun goes up and the sun goes down and while you're sleeping, you need to be believing God. When you're, when you're facing eviction in your household, you need to believe God that even if you do get evicted, there's still a place better for you. And let me tell you something. When God moves you from the brook, don't always expect where he sends you next to be like it was before. See, a lot of times people want to just move. He want to be assured of where you're going. He, if you read in, before that, the, he talks about Noah. He talks about Enoch. See, you got to be the kind of man that won't, or woman that when God says you just go. When God says, pack up your family and go, don't be like, where, Lord? Do you got the GPS coordinates? How long is it going to take? You got my gas money? You got if God just tell you to go, you just go. And he will provide for your trip and for your journey. If God says stay, you have to stay. He told, he didn't, he told Elijah, go by the brook. He didn't tell him how long he was going to be there. A lot of us want to know, is it going to fit into my agenda? How much time do I got to be there, Lord? How long do I have to be there, Lord? Oh, Lord, how long do I have to go through this? Lord's probably like, until you stop whining. Stop complaining and start trusting me. I hear the Lord say that. Stop complaining and start trusting me. You know, we got a lot of whiners in the church. Oh, whine about this, whine about that. God, if I was God, I'd be like, man, just pass that buddy a box of tissues and tell him to move on. But I'm not God. And I heard my wife talk about her message today about love. You know, and I like that show, Blue Bloods. And one thing I liked about was the relationship Danny and Linda had. She would say, I love you. And he, she would say, he would say, I love you. Or whoever said, I love you first. The set, then the other one would say something. And the last one would say, I love you more. That, would, and you can't top that. I don't care if, I love, if, if you love me to the, if you say to me, I love you to the moon and back, well, I love you more. End of story. More. So no matter how much you love God, his response to you is, I love you more. I love you more than you could ever love me. So go sit by the brook and let me take care of you. When the water dries up, I will move you to your next part, your next movement in your life. I will take care of you there. Trust in me there. And when that season is passed, I will move you to the next season. And I'll take care of you there. And when we get to that place where we can believe like that, that's when you start seeing God moving in your life. Because you know that no matter what's going on, my God's got this. You have to trust in him.
all the things that you do. You know, when I went to pick up these tiles for the floor, backtrack, when I went to pick up the turkeys for the Thanksgiving, you know, I've seen other guys pick, uh, when brother, Mr. Pastor Cox's son would go and he would pick them up in the truck. I guess they have a heavier suspension than the truck I have because my tires were almost touching the wheel well. So trust me, I was trusting God all the way from the turkeys to the church. So I go to Home Depot to get these, and I'm thinking, ain't no big deal, it's just tile. Same thing, just not as low. So I had to trust God all the way from Home Depot here. I mean, I know, how, you know, you drive, you know how to drive, but you still got to trust God in all that you do. I know a lot of you are going to be trusting God at 630. Oh, God, let the Bucks win. Listen, let me, let me just settle some of you. God does not care who wins the Super Bowl. The only Super Bowl God cares about was the Super Bowl on the cross of Calvary when Jesus defeated Satan on the cross and he died and rose again three days. Amen. That is the best two-point conversion I've ever seen in my life. Hallelujah. But, oh, you can still root for him, but if, 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 he, if, if, if Tom Brady wins, he's not getting any more glory in heaven than he going, if he gets any. Amen? But you got to have faith. You may be in a situation in your life right now where you just have barely enough to get by, and someone may ask you, I am hungry, can you give me some food? And your flesh is going to say no, but your spirit is going to say feed them. And when you feed that person, watch your pantry get filled up with stuff. Why it happen? See, you don't know. And I've told you this before, but I'm going to share it again. My wife comes from Guyana, South America. And she didn't, she had a woman, she was adopted by a 65-year-old woman. Strong woman of God. Strong woman of faith. And there was times where this woman of faith didn't have groceries. And groceries would be left at her door. She was a strong woman of faith. The kind of woman that if she only had a little bit, she would still share it with you. That's the kind of, we've got to have love. We've got to have faith. And we can't ever not trust God. You've got to believe he is and he is who he says he is and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. If his word says it, he's going to do it. If his word says he's going to heal you, he's going to heal you. If his word says he's going to give you peace, he's going to give you peace. Amen. If he says pray, pray without ceasing, you pray without ceasing. If he says don't worry about anything, but by prayer and supplication, make your request known unto God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. If his word said it, we can do it. We can believe it. And we know that nothing should trouble us. Nothing should worry us. Come on, give God some praise up in here. So whatever you're going through today, and I'm going to close. Whatever you're going through today is not too big for God. It's not too big for God. Do you think that when God told Elijah to speak the word about no rain, that God didn't already know that the brook was going to dry up? He knew. 
Do you think that he knew he was going to send him to the widow of Zarephath to sustain him? And yet he didn't prepare her with abundance. It was all part of her process too. So you don't recognize sometimes your process is going to interact and intermingle with other people's processes. And we have to be the ones that have faith. Sometimes we're going to have to be the one to speak faith into someone else's life. Why do you think you go through things so that you can come out victorious and turn around and tell someone else about the victory you received so that they can have victory? See, we got it. There's too many. We're, we get too self-centered and too selfish in the kingdom. That's why it's our food pantry. I have certain rules about how we take care of ourselves with food. Because we're not here to bless us. We're here to bless them. And when we bless them, we have abundance. I'm going to say something, I guarantee, without anybody raising their hand, if you want to, you can. But yes, we give boxes of food to our workers. Right? But I've seen someone roll in. It's usually the same ones every time. 11.15, and they're late. And we gave out all our food. One of our people will say, here, take my box. And the person who gave the box actually needed the box because they don't take boxes unless they need them. But I guarantee you, without them telling me that God took care of them all the rest of that week because of the kindness and of the love they did by giving a box to somebody else. Not asking them, well, why are you late? Don't you know? Oh, it's 1115. I'm sorry. You're late. Psst. No. Come on in. Let's put something together for you. And if we don't have something to put together, somebody gives a box. And I guarantee you guys got blessed by that. So whatever you're going through in this life, trust in God. He can handle it. He can take care of it. He already knew it was coming. And he's ready to take you through it. See, we got to go through stuff in life. If you got saved, became a Christian, because you didn't want to go through anything in life, you got saved for the wrong reason. And you probably need to go back and communicate with God and, and get right. Because you're going to go through stuff. But once you go through stuff, you have a savior. You have someone who conquered hell, death, and the grave on your side. Nothing is impossible with Jesus. So whatever, for the rest of this day and all the rest of this week, till the next time we gather together, whatever you're going through in your life, let God put you by the brook. Let God feed you with the ravens. Let God send you to a widow woman with only enough food to eat one meal and die. And watch God move in your life. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. World Harvest Worship Center. Reaching our world. One life. One city. One nation. At a time.